Every woman ultimately wants two things in her life, itminan and barakah. And alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala has sent us the most perfect deen, which will have itminan and barakah in it. But what's amazing is that many women say that they don't have itminan. They say, I get sad, I get depressed. Whenever something small happens, I'm not able to function. I don't feel like doing anything. If I have a problem with my husband, or problem with in-laws, or there's a problem with children, or any problem happens with my life, I don't know what happens to me. I don't even feel like making dua. I don't feel like sitting on the musalla. I don't feel like reading Quran. I get this state of apathy, and my heart becomes sad. Many women say that to us. Second, the same thing they also say about barakah. They say, I don't know, nothing is going right in my life. I feel like I'm doing so many things but not doing any one of them well. I'm not being a good enough mother as I should. I don't feel I'm being as good enough wife as I should. I'm not being good enough in my deen. I'm not doing well enough in my profession. I feel like I don't have barakah in my time. I don't know where the time goes. So isn't it strange that if a woman, she's on deen of Islam, she's mu'mina, and this is the deen of itminan and the deen of barakah. And she's a mu'mana muslimah, but she says she doesn't have this itminan, she doesn't have this barakah. So there are many reasons for that. One major reason may be because of our sins. So remember, whenever you commit a sin, you will have to face the consequences of that sin. Allah Ta'ala says in Qur'an, مَنْ يَعْمَلْسُوا أَنْ يُجْزَبِهِ that whomsoever does any sin, any evil, yudzabihi, they will have to face the consequences of it, they will have to face the repercussions of it. And so this, both of these things can be consequences of our sin. That we don't have itminan in our heart, and we don't have barakah in our life. But sometimes we have also observed that there may be a woman who, mashallah, she is pious, she wears hijab, she prays salah, she doesn't sin. But even then, she doesn't have this itminan in her heart. And she doesn't have barakah in her life. And the reason for that is that she is not making zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And a mistake many women make is they think that zikr is optional. They think zikr is optional. So I want to show you some things today to make you reconsider whether you really want to think that zikr is optional. First thing is that whenever shaitan wants to attack us, when he wants to prevail upon us, Allah Ta'ala says in Quran, Istahwada alayhum shaitan fa'ansahum dhikrullah. That shaitan attacked them and he prevailed upon them and he afflicted them. And what did he do? He made them forget the zikr of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. So that means if we're not making zikr, then shaitan doesn't even need to prevail upon us. It means we have opened up our heart and mind both to his waswasa, to his whispers. At least if we were doing the zikr of Allah Ta'ala, there was some shield between us and shaitan, some protection that he felt he had to attack. 
But if you're not making zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then it's open. Anytime and every time. That's why if you feel, oh, sometimes I have doubts, I have uncertainties, I second-guess myself, I don't have confidence, I'm not sure. Huh? All of that is because of shaitan. And shaitan is able to do all of that in his waswasa because we're not making the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Second reason, especially women, you should understand that doing zikr doesn't mean you won't have any problems in your life. Everybody will be tested in their life. Everybody will have difficulties. Allah Ta'ala says, that Allah Ta'ala is going to test you and see which one of you is ahsan in their amal, which one of you is the most noble and best and most virtuous in what you do. The difference is, is that if a woman does zikr, the difficulties that she has in her dunya, they won't affect her deen. The hassles that she has in dunya, they won't affect her deen. No matter how tough a time she may be having in dunya, her deen will remain constant, her deen will remain steadfast. You know there was one great wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, her name was Rabia Basriya, rahmatullahi alayha. And once she was sitting with some people and she asked them that what does it mean to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So, one person said it means to spend all your money on Allah ta'ala. One person said it means to give your life for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So then when it was her turn and she explained, she said to truly love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to love Allah ta'ala equally and to feel mushahida, to feel as if you worship such that you're seeing Allah ta'ala equally strongly whether in good times or bad times. That no matter what is happening in your life, it doesn't affect your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why does she say good times? Because it sometimes happens when a woman is in good times, so she turns to leisure or pleasure, or luxury, or recreation. She becomes lax, she becomes lazy, and she doesn't engage in as much ibadat and zikr. And she gets so busy enjoying the blessings that Allah Ta'ala has given her, and she forgets to enjoy her own relationship with Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So Rabbi Basri said no. That no matter how many good times, no matter how many bounties and blessings Allah Ta'ala sends upon you, still you prefer ibadat over every leisure. You have your pleasure in ibadat is greater than every other pleasure. Your relationship with Allah Ta'ala is more important than every other relationship. And similarly, sometimes when a person is in bad times, well then they get worried and then all of their attention is diverted to problem solving, troubleshooting. And because of that, sometimes again, their ibadat goes down, they feel distant from Allah Ta'ala. Rabbi Basri said, no. That no matter how much of a tough time you may be in, no matter what difficulty Allah Ta'ala may have sent upon you, you still love Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala as much as you always did. Sometimes we explain it this way, that this means this is true love. Why? Because true love would be that you tell Allah Ta'ala, that Ya Allah, I don't love you just for what you do for me. Because if you love Allah Ta'ala only based on what He does for you, then you will love Him more in good times and you will love Him less in tough times. But that's not real love. So you will say, Ya Allah, I don't love you just for what you do for me. I love you for who you are. I love you no matter what. Huh? And that's what you want. Husband and wife, this is the sentence you're supposed to say to each other, right? That I love you no matter what. I don't love you just for what you do for me. I love you for who you are. Huh? So if this is the real love in relationships, so this should not this be the real love that we feel in our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Rabia Basri was a woman of great insight. 
great love for Allah Ta'ala. She will also be there on the Day of Judgment, and you will also be there on the Day of Judgment. What if Allah Ta'ala says that, look, a woman could become like this? Huh? I want to tell you openly, you have to make a lot of effort, a lot of effort to get this love for Allah Ta'ala in your heart, the zikr for Allah Ta'ala in your heart. So that brings me to the next point, is that some women, they think that, no, you know, it's just not the type of person I am. I'm not a person who can make zikr of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. I'm not a person who can make zikr of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. No, Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, Ya ayyuhalladzina amunudhkurullaha zikrin kathira. It's for every single believer has to make the zikr kathir. It has nothing to do with your personality, your temperament, your background, your inclination. Each and every one of you has to make the zikr of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Second, to make it even more clear that it's for women, to make it even more clear that it's for women, Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, وَذَّاكِرِينَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا وَذَّاكِرَاتِ Zakirin, the male believers who remember Allah Ta'ala excessively. Zakirat, the women believers who remember Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala excessively. So it means that there is a word in Quran called Zakirat. Every single one of you, your life mission is to become the living, breathing embodiment of every teaching of Quran. It means it's not optional. The whole reason you were given existence and blessed with Iman is to follow Qur'an al-Kareem. It means you must want to become one of the Dhaqirat. You have to make some effort to become one of the Dhaqirat. Then some women say that, no, I'm too busy. I don't have time to make zikr. Right? So maybe she'll say, I'm too busy because of the housework. Or I'm busy because I'm teaching. Or I'm busy because I'm studying. Or if you work in any job that is halal. And that is to be determined case by case with the muttaqi mufti that whether the way you work is halal and you're preserving your haya. But if you are working in such a way, maybe you'll try to say that, that I'm too busy because of work. No. You can never be too busy to make the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Look, if I were to tell you anything that I add to your time, for example, if you teach, I say you have to teach one more period a day, you would find, within 24 hours, you would find the time to do it. You would teach one more period a day. You would readjust your schedule to create 30 minutes, 45 minutes extra to teach. If, mashallah, you get a bigger house, huh? and you expand and you get renovation, so now you'll find extra time to clean that extra room. huh? It's so strange. You can upgrade your house and find the time to manage a bigger house and clean a bigger house. And at the same time you want to tell me that you can't find the time to make the zikr that cleans your heart. Hmm? Then some women make another mistake. They say, oh we can't make zikr of Allah Ta'ala because we're too busy being mothers. Okay. For short answer I would say, if you have three children and you say this to me, but then I hear one, two years later you had a fourth child, so where did you make the time to take care of the fourth child? Hmm? If you're so busy and you didn't have any time at all extra while being mother of the first three children. And more importantly, and this I want you to hear very carefully with your heart. That if you say, I'm too busy being a good mother to do zikr of Allah SWT, what does that mean? What are you trying to tell me? What you're saying is that I'm too busy making food for my children, taking my children to school, picking them up, going over their homework, putting them to sleep, making sure they're bathed, alright. But all of those things, an atheist mother does all of those things also. 
Where is the aspect of your iman in your motherhood? Where is your deed in your motherhood? Do you think being a good mother to your children is just about these things? No. You also had to be a good spiritual mother to your child. You had to be a zakira um to your children. Why? Because when you make the zikr of Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, Allah bi zikrillahi tatma'inul kulub, that indeed only in the zikr of Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala will the heart find itminan. Your children were supposed to get that itminan in their heart from your heart. But if you weren't making the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so fine, maybe you were a mother in the sense that you fed them, you were a mother in the sense that you clothed them, you were a mother in the sense that you educated them, but you were not a mother, you failed to put the itminan from your heart into their heart. The actual Islamic part of the mothering, the spiritual part of the mothering, you failed that entirely, and there's no difference between you and an atheist mother. So that's not the right concept of motherhood. Now I'll tell you more. The children, before they're balik, so roughly when they're from, from birth to 11, 12 years old, they're what we call masum. What does masum mean? Masum means that they can never sin. It doesn't mean they may be naughty, they may be rascals, they may run around, they may misbehave, they may talk back to you. They may misbehave, but that will never be qualified as a sin. It means no matter what they do, a black spot will never come onto their heart. See Nabi Akram sallallahu alayhi wa sallam hadith in Sahih Muslim that when a person does a sin, then a stain comes on their heart, a black spot comes on their heart. But for the children, that's not the case because they're masoom. So what does that mean? Why is this important to you? It's important to you because your children from birth to 11, 12 until they attain physical maturity, their hearts are masoom. Their hearts are pure. Now the hearts, the hearts that are pure will necessarily and automatically always be inclined to the hearts of the zakirin and zakirat. That's why you will see that children are very attracted to our sheikh and they love sheikh and they look at sheikh and they stare at sheikh and they want to be with sheikh and they happen to be with sheikh. Why? Because their hearts are masoom. And because their hearts are masoom, even no matter how naughty they may be, their kalb is pure, they have kalb salim, and their hearts are necessarily attracted to the hearts of Zakirin. Now why am I telling you this? Because if you made the zikr of Allah Ta'ala in your heart, the method our Mashaik teaches zikr al-kalbi, if you were able to fulfill your spiritual heart with the zikr of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, then the hearts of your own children would be inclined towards you, attracted towards you, and they would be nourished by the itminan that is in your heart. That's what it means in Islam to be a mother. You see, when you pick up your baby or infant and you clasp them to your chest, okay, one thing is they get the warmth of your embrace, one thing is you caress them, but when they were holding them, their kalb was supposed to get the nur in your kalb, their kalb was supposed to get the itminan of zikr that was in your kalb, and if you don't do any zikr, or you say you're too busy for zikr, so you picked up your child and brought him all the way to your chest, but because you say you were too busy for zikr, but you didn't do zikr, so your kalb was gha- your heart was empty of this nur, so your child came so close, but he goes away empty of that nur. Empty of that nur. You failed at being a mother. You failed at being a mother if you don't make the zikr of Allah Ta'ala so much that the itmanan from that zikr that comes in your heart, it goes into the children's heart. And the children, because they're masoom, you will become the, you will become the kibla of their heart. Now, there's another reason this will help you. Because when they do cross puberty, physical maturity, 13 onwards, now they're teenagers, 
Now they will be out in the world. How much can you protect them from school, from friends, from people? But if you were a Zakira mother, you did Zikra Kalbi, then if the children for 12 years, their hearts were inclined towards your heart, for 12 years that will make a permanent bond, and even when they've crossed maturity, they will still take their deen from you, they will take their values from you, they will learn from you, they will respect you, they will obey you, because you were the Qibla of the heart for 12 years. But if you didn't make the zikr of Allah Ta'ala, then those 12 years the children's hearts were not attached to yours. They remained unattached. And after 12 years of the heart being unattached, when they get maturity and they meet friends and school and teachers, they go out there, then somebody else or something else will become the kibla of their heart. You would have failed at being a mother. So don't think that being a mother is just, oh, I'm too busy, I have to clean the diapers and make their bed and this and that. You're not giving them the nourishment of the heart. You're feeding their stomach and you're not feeding their heart. That's not mu'min a mother. Where's the iman in your mothering? You should be more concerned about feeding their qalb and their ruh with the nur and minan of zikr of Allah SWT even more than you're concerned about feeding their stomach with food and their mind with education. That's called mothering in Islam. When the mothers were zakirat, then they gave birth to people like Sheikh Abdul Qadir Dinayin Abtalay. When the mothers were Zakirat, they can give birth to someone like Imam Bukhari Abtalay. Or when the mothers are Zakirat, they have daughters like Rabia Basri Abtalay. You have to become Zakirat as part of being a mother. How dare you think that I'm being a mother means I can't do zikr? It's completely wrong. Completely wrong way of thinking. So the more mother you are, the more children you are, the more zikr you have to do. And then when they become adult, when they cross maturity, now they will decide who to listen to. Who will they take as a role model? Who do they want to be like? If you were Zakir mother and for 12 years your qalb was the qibla of their qulub, your heart was the center of attraction for their heart, they will tell you, I want to be like you. They will take everything from you. And if you don't, well, Allah Ta'ala Himself will tell your children in Qur'an, وَلَا تُطِمْ مَنْ أَغْفَلْنَا قَلْبَهُ أَنذِكْرِنَا Allah Ta'ala says in Qur'an to every insan that don't obey, don't listen, don't follow, man, anyone and every such one, أَغْفَلْنَا قَلْبَهُ that Allah Ta'ala says that we have made their heart empty, أَنذِكْرِنَا from our zikr. Means that if a heart doesn't have the zikr of Allah Ta'ala in it, Allah Ta'ala Himself tells people, don't be attracted to that heart, don't follow that heart, don't obey that person. But then you will come to me, huh? and your children is 14, 15, 16, and the child doesn't obey you. What can I do for you at that point? When you failed to follow the Islamic teachings, you didn't make zikr al-kalbi, you weren't zakr mother you didn't attract the children's hearts to you, now your children's hearts have found another direction, another attraction, and you're still not doing the zikr of Allah Ta'ala in your heart, what can I do for you? Hmm? So don't ever think I'm too busy to do zikr. You can never think like that. So for those of your mothers, I made it clear. Those of you work, I made it clear. If your boss told you instead of at 9 a.m. from tomorrow, you have to come at 8.30. Within 24 hours, you will adjust your whole schedule and you will give work one more half hour. Why can't you give half hour for zikr al-kalbi? Hmm? So you have to make the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You have to learn from Mashaikh the zikr al-kalbi. It has real itminan. Allah bi zikrillahi tatma'innul kuloob. Is your spiritual heart will get itminan from the zikr. 
Look, your mind may get itminan from talking to a friend or reading something. Your body may get itminan from doing fitness and exercise. But your spiritual heart will only get itminan by making the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. And I want to tell you another thing openly. Although we love all of you and all Gujarati women, but you have to make time for your zikr. What does that mean? That means less baking, less sewing, less savories, less homemaking. You can't, it's very simple, we explain it to people in a very simple way. You have two choices in life. You can either have the extras of dunya, or you can have the extras of deen. Nobody gets both, it's not possible. You cannot do both. If you want the extras of deen, you'll have to give up some of the extras of dunya. And if you keep insisting on the extras of dunya, believe me, you are missing out on the extras of deen. I think if I was to say, there's a certain amount, yes, of work you have to do in the kitchen, reasonable level, tolerable level, for yourself, your husband and children. The rest is israf, the rest is excess. Okay, every now and then, special gathering, your mom comes, your parents are visiting, that's different. But on a regular basis, no. I think some of you are in really the situation that if all the baking and extra, what I would call, according to my standard, not yours, according to my standard, right? What I would classify as extra baking and extra cooking, if you were to give all that time to zikr instead, maybe some of you would already be the wali of Allah Ta'ala. Yes? Huh? When are we going to learn to decorate our heart and do some sprinkles and glaze on our heart? Huh? When are we going to apply the glaze of manafat and the sprinkles of taqwa? Huh? On our heart. Your heart is your real savory, real thing you have to bake. Decorate your heart. That's what Allah is going to look at. Hmm? So you, it's your choice. It's your choice. You want the extras of dunya or you want the extras of deen? It's your choice. The zikr is not going to come on its own. It's not going to fall on your lap. It's not going to happen automatically. You will have to reach for it. You will have to work for it. You will have to make it happen. And that's what you're not doing. Allah says, Our Mashaikh and especially our Shaykh often recite this verse. Because he's trying to remind us that we constantly have to strive. Constantly, continuously striving for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You see, Allah dhina amanu doesn't mean a person who has iman for a few minutes and doesn't have iman. No, Allah dhina amanu means a person who always has iman. Just like that, Allah dhina jahudu means a person who is always making jahud. A person who is always striving, struggling, exerting themselves to get closer and closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you have to have that in your life. You have to be constantly seeking Allah ta'ala. That's why Mashaikh, they later gave this tazkiyah, this process of purification of the heart. They gave it another name in Arabic, it's called suluk. Why? Because suluk means to travel, to journey. They wanted a woman to feel that you're salika, you're traveling, you're journeying on this path to get closer to the pleasure and mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when you view yourself as a salika, as a journeyer, as a traveler, so you know you need to get moving. You need to move. You need the provisions for the journey. You need the path that outlines the journey. The path is called Silsila Tariqa. The guides of journey are Mashaikh. The provisions are your own zikr, your amal, your mujahidah. So you need to become journeying on the Sirat al-Mustaqeem. It's not enough to stand on Sirat al-Mustaqeem. We have to travel Sirat al-Mustaqeem.
So you have to make effort for the zikr. And you can do it. I've shown you now through many examples. You can do it. You can make the time. You do have the time. But you're choosing to do other things with your time. It's just a matter of choice. That's it. It's not that the zikr is difficult. No, it's not difficult at all. It's just your choice. Whether you give it the time and give it the effort. If you were to give it whatever time you can generally afford and whatever effort you're generally capable of, that would open up this whole line of zikr to you. You see Allah Ta'ala said in Qur'an, لَا يُكَلُّفُ اللَّهُ نَفْسًا إِلَّا وُسْأَهَا Allah Ta'ala has not burdened a person beyond their ability. So He's told us, أُذْكُرُ اللَّهَ ذِكْرًا كَثِيرًا it, it, it is in our wus'a. It is definitely in our range of ability and capability to remember Allah Ta'ala a lot. We're just choosing not to do it. Can you imagine that? Huh? Can you imagine that? That you wouldn't be happy in this world with something like that. If you tell me, oh, my husband could spend time with me, but he chooses not to do so. Instead, he spends time with friends, or he's always on computer, or he's playing games, or he plays golf, or whatever. Do so you get upset, right? That it was his choice. He chose something else over me. So this is the same thing. We're doing that with Allah subhanahu wa We chose kitchen over musalla. Allah, can you believe it? Huh? We chose oven instead of sitting and baking our kalb in the oven of Marakaba and Zikri Kalbi. Huh? We're putting all other types of things in the ovens of the world. So you have to choose carefully, you have to become strong and steadfast indeed. A lot of the women, you are stuck in your comfort zone. You're just cruising in life. No. You have to shake it up. You have to be striving. Don't let yourself get too comfortable and well settled. Right? This is why this is what Rabbi Basri said, when things are good, you become lazy. So first of all, what happens is that you, okay, you want, that okay, I want to have children, Alhamdulillah gives you children. Then you say, I want daughters and sons, Allah give you both. Then you say, okay, I want a separate place, Allah Ta'ala give you that. Now what? Right? Now you should circle the spot that you gave me everything, now I give myself to you. No. What happens is we get settled in these comforts. We end, this, end up in this comfort zone. We get settled and enjoying and enjoying. No, 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 no. The mu'mina, she is never settled. She does, she is restless. Our Mishraq teaches this, Ishqi lahi, it makes the ashik restless, it makes this, this love for Allah Ta'ala, makes the lover restless in their love. They're bechain, they're restless. They keep striving, keep yearning, they want more and more Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. They can't never get enough of the qurb of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. You have to make yourself like that. You know, say the Fatima Radat Anas, she used to make so much salah. One day she prayed, she made niyat, and this was in the hot summer in Arabia where the nights are short. So she made niyat of two rakats in tahajjud, and she was praying, 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 and she was enjoying so much, that then from the, her peripheral vision she saw the first rays of light coming, which she realized that tahajjud time is ending and fajr is starting, so then she completed her prayer, she said salam, and she raised her hand, she made dua, that Ya Allah, what has happened to your nights that they're no longer long enough for two rakats of your Fatima? Look at the way she's talking to Allah Taala. Huh? She's enjoying. Huh? She's in love with Allah Taala. Rabi and Basriya, Ramadalaiha. She used to worship the night. One incident matter. Once she worshipped the whole night. Allah Akbar. Whole night including tahajjud. Then she prayed fajr. Then she kept making ibadah till ishraq. Then she prayed ishraq. 
that she sat down after shock to do more ibadah and her eyelids became heavy and she started getting drowsy and her eyes started closing and immediately she raised her hands and she said Hey Allah I want to Oh Allah, I seek refuge in you. I ask you, save me from having such eyes that they tire and they become sleepy in your worship. Allah Akbar, look at these women. Huh? They were seeking Allah Ta'ala, loving Allah Ta'ala, reaching out to Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. Huh? Is that what you all say in all your relationships? You want the person to reach out to me, my children don't reach out to me, my children don't give me extra time. Huh? Are you reaching out to Allah Ta'ala? Are you giving Allah Ta'ala extra time? Hmm? You have to be serious indeed. You have to become zakirat. You will enjoy. You will find a new pleasure. More pleasurable than all the flavors and delicacies and savories. More pleasurable than all the furnishings and patterns and textiles and matchings. More pleasurable than every countertop and every kitchen set. You can find much more pleasure in the zikr of Allah. You will enjoy. You will become zakirat. You will get the itminan of the kalb, the delights and joys of the spiritual heart. Hmm? I'll give you an example. That every Allah has given us ability to have different happinesses. So yes, the eye has a happiness that you could look at a beautiful scenery or you look at beautiful decoration that gives your eye some pleasure. Okay, ear has a happiness. You listen to some nice thing or some nice kidat of Quran. You get a certain pleasure. Your touch. You may like touching some velvet or silk or something like that. Allah gave your hand touch to have some pleasure. But infinitely more than this is the feeling of pleasure Allah gave the kalb. The pleasures and delights and delicacies of the spiritual heart are much, much more than the pleasures and delights of every other part of us. Every other part of us. Even a person's mind. They say, oh, I came up with a brilliant idea. Or I can't enjoy it. Much more enjoyable than that is when they do the zikr of Allah Ta'ala from their heart. So if mashallah you, Allah Ta'ala has blessed you with izzat, Allah Ta'ala has blessed you with wealth, Allah Ta'ala has blessed you with health, with safety, you're protected, you're not one of the million refugee Muslim women in the world, you're not one of the million widows Muslim women in the world, you're not one of the many widowed women who've lost their children in warfare and conflict Muslim women in the world. Allah has given you so many comforts, so much izzah, so many bounties, so many blessings. So why not become the crazy, mad, passionate lover of Allah SWT? Why not give your heart entirely to Allah Ta'ala? Hmm? You should learn to make the zikr a kalbi. You should make the zikr. You should go after it. You should say, no, now I want the delight that is in zikr. Yes, and it took you, it didn't, you didn't, the fir, very first time you sat for the kitchen, you don't know how to cook. You had to work at it. You had to learn. You had to spend time. Sometimes you had to cook the thing two, three, four, five, six times. Same thing in zikr. It's not going to happen the very second you sit down. You'll have to sit and keep sitting. And keep sitting, and keep sitting, and sit more. You get distracted, sit more. You get thoughts, sit more. You feel tired, sit more. More and more. It's when you do more and more zikr, then you will benefit. This does not mean, this is Allah Ta'ala saying in Quran, Udhkarullaha zikran kathira. They make zikr of Allah Ta'ala, zikr kathir. Make it more and more and more. You see, when Allah Ta'ala says the word kathir, you can just imagine, huh? When Allah Ta'ala says the word kathir, that Allah Ta'ala who said in Quran, Kul dunya qalil, that He calls this entire universe and every single thing in it qalil, and He tells us to make a zikr that is kathir. Allahu Akbar. Huh? 
So it means make zikr that is more and more and more. So you have to sit more. Few minutes a day, three, five minutes a day, once a day, every other day, it's not going to cut it. You have to make more zikr. More zikr. You will get this itminan in your heart. Then the second thing I told you, you will get blessings. Yes, you will get the blessings from Allah Ta'ala. That also does make clear in Quran. Allah Ta'ala says in Quran, Ya ayyuhalladheena amun adhkurullaha zikran kathira wa sabbihuhu bukratan wa asila that you should also glorify and remember that your Allah is amazing every morning and every evening. So okay, Ya Allah, let's say a woman says, okay, Ya Allah, I'll make the zikr kathir. I'll do subasham. I'll do morning and evening zikr. I'll do your tasbih and hamd. What will I get? So Allah Ta'ala says in Quran, Allah Ta'ala is that being He Himself will send salawat directly on your heart. And each and every single angel, all angels will send salawat on your heart. If some of you are studying in Madrasa, you know Mudari is for istimrar. Allah Ta'ala and all of His angels will constantly be sending salawat upon you. Allah Akbar. Now if some person you felt was the wali of Allah Ta'ala, he told you, okay, once I made dua for you at the hajjad, oh, your heart would melt. You say, they made dua for me once. And you would have yakin that that will have benefit for me and my life will change and the dua will be accepted. And Allah Ta'ala is telling you in Quran, if you make zikr kathir, you make yourself from the zakirat, then what will happen? Is that Allah Ta'ala and all the angels will send salawat on you all the time. Allah Akbar. Now you tell me, is that optional? So when you say you're too busy to do zikr, let me tell you what Quran is teaching you. Quran is teaching you, you have to rephrase your sentence. You're saying that, no, I'm too busy to do that zikr, which makes Allah Ta'ala and all angels send salawat on me. I'm too busy to get the salawat of Allah Ta'ala and angels on my heart. Are you crazy? Huh? What are you busy doing? What in the world is it that you're doing that could be more important than getting the salawat, salutations and blessings and mercy of Allah Ta'ala on your heart and the salawat and salutations and blessings and mercy of all angels? And all angels means all angels. This includes the greatest angel, the angel Jibreel So understand, before Qur'an was revealed, the angel Jibreel only had one duty from the very beginning of time up till then. His only duty was to bring wahi to anbiya. That's it. To bring revelation to the prophets. But when Qur'an was revealed, وَمَلَائِكَتُهُ Then Jibreel was given a new duty. So I give you a story as if Allah Ta'ala tells Jibreel that oh my Jibreel, up till now your only job was to send wahi onto the heart's globe of anbiya. But now your job is to send salawat on the zakirat, mu'minat of ummat mustafa. And you will keep sending salawat on them. And keep sending salawat on them. Now your duty of sending wahi is finished because Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and Nabiin wal Mursaleen, there's no more Nabi. So now you have a new duty and those zakirat, mu'minat, now you will constantly be sending salawat on their heart. Can you imagine that? Allah Ta'ala has deputed the angel Jibreel to send salawat on your heart when you make the zikr al-kathir. You're going to tell me you're too busy for that? Huh? You don't have time for that? Or it's not your temperament, it's not your mizaj, it's not your personality. Allahu Akbar. وَالَّذِي يُسَلِّي عَلَيْكُمْ وَمَلَائِكَتُهُ لِيُخْرِجَكُمْ To take you out. 
What is going to happen when the salawat come? Allah Ta'ala will take you out from the salawat, from the darkness of your depression, darkness of your sadness, darkness of your loneliness, darkness of tension, darkness of stress, darkness of anxiety, darkness of sin. He will take you out from all zulumat, from all the darknesses. Into the nur of his rahmah, nur of hidayah, nur of his qurb. Hmm? You want to tell me that's optional? You want to tell me you don't have time for that? Allahu Akbar Kameera. This is Quran, Azim Ashan. Me and you were given iman only for one reason that is to become living Quran. There's no other reason we have iman. We're being untrue to this iman unless we follow, practice, and live entire Quran. And Allah is not done. How much blessings? Can you imagine? How many more blessings could you have in your life? So see when the woman says, I don't have barakah in my time, barakah in this, but they say, because you're not doing the zikr. You don't make zikr a kathir. If you did zikr a kathir, you tell me, if Allah Ta'ala and angels are sending salawat on a woman, will she have barakah in her life or not? You answer the question. Huh? If Allah Ta'ala and His angels are sending salawat on that woman, because she's doing zikr kathir, will she have itminan in her life or not? Is it possible that anybody can think that no, even if Allah Ta'ala and all angels send salawat on me, I will still not have barakah? No way. <laughs> Impossible. Impossible. So you have to take this being from the zakirat seriously. You have to take it seriously. Alright. So now we have to do one more thing with you today. Very easy. We have to teach you how to become from the zakirat. Yes. This is the karam. This is the uh, the grace, the gracious favor of Ramashayk and Allah. They actually made a path for me and you to become zakirin and zakirat, and that path is laid out with the golden bricks and diamond tiles and ruby and ruby and gem studded pearls. Of their own effort and their own du'as. Huh? Yes, that's called tariqah. Tariqah is a path that is lovingly laid out from the efforts of the awliya and mashayikh for me and you to smoothly glide upon to get the qurb of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So now listen, how our mashayikh will teach, how to be, how our mashayikh teach you to become, and us also, to become zakirin and zakirat. So number one, Number one thing we want you to do is fix your salah. Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, وَأَقِمِ السَّلَاةُ ذِكْرِي That establish salah for my remembrance. And a lot of us, we have this problem, and a lot of you must have this problem, that when you pray, you don't feel anything. And specifically, when you pray, you don't remember Allah. And part of the reason is that because when you pray, you don't even make that intention. So it's time for those who I need to pray. Now I want you every time to complete the sentence according to Quran. I need to pray in order to remember Allah. Oh, it's time for Zohar, it's time for me to remember Allah. Oh, it's time for us, it's time for me to feel the zikr of Allah in my heart. That's, you have to start talking about salah like that. You have to start thinking about salah like that. When you stand in your musallah, janamaz, when you stand make niyat, don't just make niyat of salah. Make the whole sentence. That I make niyat, that I'm praying for rakat fard, salat al-dhuhr, for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, facing the qibla, right? And in order to remember Allah Ta'ala and feel feelings of qurb with Him. Yes, wa'akim salat al-dhikri. 
Make it part of your sentence. Make it part of your understanding. Approach the prayer like that. that I need to pray to remember Allah. That's the reason we pray. That, oh, you got so busy in the world, Allah says, no. At least five times a day you have disconnect from the world and remember me. And we're, we're praying, but we're not disconnecting. We're praying, but we're not disconnecting. We're praying, but we're not remembering. And the maqsad, the purpose of the salah, was to disconnect and remember. And we're praying, but we're still connected to the world. We're praying, but we're still ghafil, heedless, not remembering Allah Ta'ala. So one easy way, really it's that simple. It's sometimes for some women, it's even that simple, they just have to make that intention. And then they say that I never thought about this before. I used to just get up praying, that's it. I just thought all I had to do was pray. I thought that's what I was supposed to do. So I did that. I went up and down and said those words. No, you have to have an attitude that I'm going up and down and saying those words lithically so that I can remember Allah. So you keep the object, the goal in front of you. Inshallah you will get a prayer in which you're able to do zikr of Allah Ta'ala. Then you should try especially, so this we've explained in longer talks or workshops on this, on perfecting your prayer and improving your salah, I will just give you one tip, right? And then you will get the card for the website and you can go and listen to the whole workshop online about perfecting your prayer. I will just give you one tip for today. And that is to fix your sajda. Because Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, make sajda and you will get qurb. Make prostrate to me and draw closer to me. This is what Allah Ta'ala is saying in Quran. So I say sajda, so I'm not reciting it in Arabic. Make sajda and you will get qurb. So at least you should start here. If somebody says, okay, give me, I need a place to begin. Begin with your sajda. Because sajda is where you have the potential to feel the closest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So how do you begin here? First, the tasbih of the sajda. Subhana rabbi al-a'la. Try to feel this sentence. You see, the problem is we say all the other sentences and sentences of salah in an unfeeling way. Hence, it's not zikr. Because when you do say something with your tongue, but you don't feel it with your heart, it's not zikr. Not zikr. So try to feel this sentence. When you go and sajda, try that your heart feels these words, subhana, that absolutely perfect, wonderful, amazing, and free from any possibility of defect and flaw. Rabbi is my Rabb, Al-A'la, the exalted one. And even if you can't feel the whole sentence, I'll tell you, feel one word in your sajda which is Rabbi, my Rabb, my Rabb, my Rabb. It's actually Allah Ta'ala is giving you a feeling of joy. You see when you get a new house and you walk in, you know it's my house, you just get happy. You're happy just because it's mine. Or you walk into the kitchen and you see dish set or new microwave or new fridge, you get happy. Why? Because it's mine. So why can we not feel the joy in sajda when we say the word Rabbi, that we know Allah is my Rabb. And if you can't feel the sentence, you can't feel this one word Rabbi, we say, okay, feel one letter, one letter which is the letter Ya, harf Ya, the letter Ya which is attached to the word Rabb, Rabbi, it means mind. Even in sajda, if you could feel this three times, mind, 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 you will start feeling love for Allah Ta'ala. You will feel joy in your sajda. You will be doing zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You will have ecstasy, epiphany, delight in your heart. When your heart starts feeling that Allah is mine. Look how Rahim Allah ta'ala is. Huh? He wants us to feel it. <laughs> he wants us to feel that Allah is ours. He wants us to say this to him. That you're mine, you're mine, you're mine. So try to feel sajda. Sometimes we even tell people that make niyat that I won't get up from this sajda until I feel your kurb. 
Just be insistent. I'm at least going to get feelings of zikr and qurb in my sajda. And believe me, you will get up. You, within one minute you will feel the qurb. See, me and you haven't tried. Let's look back on our salah. How many sajdas have we made in our life so far? And how many of them can you say you tried? You actually tried to feel the meaning of subhanahu nabi al-Allah. We're not even trying. We just think, I just have to say it. No, this is what our Mashaikh, all the other teachers. Our Shaykh has a whole book, unfortunately, it's a very overlooked book. He wrote a whole book on Salah. Namaski Asar Rumuz. Those of you who know Urdu, you should read it. It's available on the net in PDF also. If you may not have hard copies in this country, I don't know. Whole book, and this wasn't a talk transcribed, because I was there when Shaykh wrote it in America. He wrote it. He specifically sat down, it's called Mustakil Tasneef. He wrote it. You have to fix yourself to what a Mashaikh teach. They teach us this. It's our foolishness that we overlook this teaching. So start praying in order to remember Allah Ta'ala. This is one way you will become from the Zakirat. Second, is you have to learn and remember to say and feel the Masnoon du'as. Yes, this is the Nabawi Zikr. This is the way Nabi Kareem Sassam remembered Allah Ta'ala. So you have to remember Allah Ta'ala this way. Now, even if you haven't, don't have them memorized, you can read it from a book, sight read, no problem. But the key thing is you have to feel the feeling. You have to feel the feeling. For example, let's take a simple du'a. So let's take after you eat. So after you eat, you say what? Alhamdulillah, all praises to Allah. Now some of us we even forget to say this. And you have to say this after every snack, after every tea, after every meal, huh? after every savory, after every biscuit, after every cupcake. You may be thinking, he just told us not to do any of that. And yes, I'm telling you not to do it. But if you do it, you have to say, Alhamdulillah, if you do it. But it's not just enough to say these words. You're supposed to feel the hamd for Allah Ta'ala from your heart. That's the Muslim dua. You see, Sayyidina Rasulullah he wasn't reciting these du'as because he had a Muslim du'a book. No. He had some feelings in his heart. And those feelings were so overwhelming. So much love for Allah Ta'ala. So always remembering Allah Ta'ala. Even in such simple things. Never failing to remember Allah Ta'ala in such simple things. That the tongue was just expressing the feeling that was in his heart. So for us to make this zikr... Maslun du'a should be viewed as a type of zikr. So you have to work it backwards. So we will say the words on our tongue and we will try to make those words inspire our heart to feel the feelings of the meanings of those words. So you start with one du'a day. It means you recite all of them, but start with feeling one. So inshallah, I picked this one. So you start with this. Try that every time you eat or drink anything, you feel the hamd for Allah Ta'ala. Don't just say Alhamdulillah. Pause a little bit. It won't take you much longer. It may take you three seconds to say Alhamdulillah, and it will take you ten seconds to say it with feeling. That's it. That's the only difference. Huh? You can't give an extra seven seconds to make your heart feel the feeling of hum for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is the second way you can become a magzakirat. Start feeling the feelings of the Muslim du'as. Yes, recite them. Yes, understand the meanings, but it will only be zikr when? When you feel the feelings of the Muslim du'as. Third thing is our Mashaikh have taught two special ways of zikr that are called zikr kalbi. Very important to do. 
And if you do them, it is one of the best ways and deepest ways to become from the Zakirat and to get all that itminan and all that barakah that we talked about earlier. So then, number one is Salah, two, Masnoon Dua, third, it's called Wukuf Kalbi. What does it mean? It means that in your heart, you should remember Allah Ta'ala all the time. You should remember Allah Ta'ala all the time. Not with your tongue in your heart, because it's our heart that remembers. So imagine, for example, there's a woman and she sends her son away to Darlun to study and she's talking on the phone with her son. So she says to her son that, Oh Muhammad, I remember you all the time. So what does that mean? It doesn't mean all day she's walking around saying, Muhammad, 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 Muhammad. It's not zikr of the tongue. It's zikr of the heart. She means, Oh Muhammad, I remember you all the time in my heart. She means, no matter what I might be doing, I, my heart is still remembering you. I might be with the other children, my heart is remembering you. I might be doing the housework, my heart is remembering you. I might be driving, my heart is remembering you. So from this example, you can understand that it is possible to do one thing and still remember something else. Actually, Allah Ta'ala gave us that ability so that we would remember Allah Ta'ala in our heart while doing everything that we do. Now you have to practice this, because what happens is our heart is out of practice. Our heart is either empty, it's blank, which is called ghafla, it's heedless, empty, negligent, neglectful of Allah Ta'ala's zikr, or our heart has impure feelings or random thoughts or stray thoughts, so it will require a lot of practice. So the way you will practice this is two things, it's called intentions and reminders. You will have to keep making different intentions and keep reminding yourself throughout the day. Hundreds of times a day, thousands of times a day, remind your heart to remember Allah Ta'ala. So one way, for example, when you wake up in the morning, have niyat, that Ya Allah, I have so many things to do today, but I make intention that whatever I'm doing, all day my heart will be remembering you. You made niyat of zikr when you, for the whole day. When you start any particular activity, make niyat, that okay, Ya Allah, I'm about to go in the kitchen and I'll be working there for whatever, one, two, three hours, but I make intention that all the time I'm working, my heart will be remembering you. I have to go shopping, I make niyat that my heart is remembering you. I have to go meet the family and sit with them, I make niyat that my heart is remembering you. Whatever you do, you make this intention that my heart is remembering Allah. Then, during the activity, reminders, you keep reminding your heart to remember Allah Ta'ala midway in the activity, sometime during the activity, check. And you'll say, yes, I totally forgot Allah Ta'ala. I got so busy doing what I'm doing, I forgot Him entirely. I forgot Him completely. My heart was completely empty. This is called ghafla. And Allah Ta'ala said in the Qur'an, وَلَا تُكُمْ مِنَ الْغَافِلِينَ That don't you dare let yourself forget Allah Ta'ala at all. Not even for one moment. So you'll find that, yes, I forgot. So remind, remind your heart to remember Allah. Keep reminding, keep reminding, keep... It's just an exercise. It doesn't take you an extra time. This is that zikr that you can do even when you're busy. There's no time required for this. This is the zikr that you do along with all of your busyness. You have to keep reminding your heart, keep reminding, keep reminding. Inshallah, if you keep making intentions and keep making reminders, your heart will start remembering Allah. And then you keep reminding, your heart will keep remembering Allah Ta'ala. If you keep reminding, then inshallah, your heart will remember Allah Ta'ala so much your heart will start reminding you. Your heart will start reminding you. What does it mean? So somebody said something, 
and you heard, and you were getting feelings of anger for them in your heart, your heart will remind you, Allah. And when you remember Allah, then you'll swallow your anger. You're about to raise, you're about to say something with your tongue, maybe slander someone, maybe be mean to someone. You're about to say it, your heart will remind you, Allah. You will bite your tongue, you will be quiet. So keep reminding your heart, and your heart will start remembering. Keep on reminding your heart, your heart will start reminding you. What does it mean to remember Allah? It just means to feel feelings for Allah in your heart. Feel a feeling of love for Him, feeling of tawakkul, trust and dependence on Him, feeling of shukr. Every time you open the fridge, you should feel feelings for Allah Ta'ala, look how much He gave you. Or every time you look at your children, you should feel feelings for Allah Ta'ala, look how much He gave you. Feelings of tawakkul. You can remember it's asmal husna, Allah Ta'ala's al-kareem, means Allah is so kareem with me. Allah Ta'ala's al-razaq, Allah has been so razaq with me. Feel feelings for Allah Ta'ala, all the time. All the time. Third thing, uh, fourth thing is called muraqabah. Muraqabah is a particular zikr kalbi that you do, and this zikr kalbi is very special zikr. You're trying to remember Allah Taala in such a way that you forget everything else. And this you can't do along with everything. This you can only do 10, 15, 20 minutes a day. This you can't do along with everything else. This you can only do 10, 15, 20 minutes a day. Once a day, twice a day, three times a day, maybe longer if you have more time. In this zikr, what do you do? You will sit down. You can sit on musalla if you're able. If you can't, you sit on chair. You sit in any position comfortable to you. And you make intention that, Ya Allah, now I'm free. فَإِذَا فَرَغْتَ فَانْسَبْ When you're free, فَانْسَبْ Become steadfast. وَإِلَى رَبِّكَ فَرْغَبْ And turn to your Rabb in yearning and longing. So make it that, Ya Allah, now I'm free and now I want to turn to you. I want to turn to you and make zikr of you in such a way that I forget everything and only remember you. How will you do that? Allah tells us in the Quran, وَذْكُرْ رَبَّكَ فِي نَفْسِكَ And make zikr of your Rabb inside yourself. تَذَرُّعًا وَخِيفًا Humbly, silently, secretly, longingly. So you will make it, Ya Allah, I'm closing my eyes so I don't see anything. I'm turning off my thoughts so I don't think anything. I'm withdrawing all my awareness from the whole world. I'm withdrawing the awareness of everything about me as well. I'm focusing all my awareness on one thing which is my qalb, which is the heart of my ruh. And I make niyat that from the heart of my ruh, from my spiritual heart, I'm remembering you. And Ya Allah, you said in Qur'an, فَذْكُرُونِي أَذْكُرْكُمْ That if I made zikr of you, that you, you Allah, you would make zikr of me. So Allah, I ask and beg that you do zikr of me by sending the nur of your hidayah in my heart, the nur of your mercy and makfra in my heart, purify my heart of its sins, soften my heart towards the deen, fill my heart with your love, and I make niyat that my kalb is doing zikr, just niyat, that my kalb is doing zikr of your name, like you said in Quran, وَذْكُرْ إِسْمَ رَبِّكُ وَتَبَتَّلْ إِلَيْهِ تَبْتِيلًا And make zikr of the name of your Rabb, the name of our Rabb is Allah, Focus on the zikr of that name so much that everything else goes out of focus. So you would just sit there and make niyat that my kalb, my spiritual heart, is making zikr Allah, 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 Allah. Your tongue will say nothing. You don't be thinking it with your mind. You just make niyat that your kalb, your heart is saying it. And you, you're unaware of everything else in the world. And the only thing you're aware of is this Allah, Allah coming from your heart. Now in the beginning, you won't feel anything. You keep sitting. You keep sitting. You'll have to sit for 15, 20, 30 minutes. For 2, 3, 4 weeks. 
It keeps sitting, keeps sitting, keeps sitting. If you get thoughts, keep sitting. You get more thoughts, sit more. Keep sitting, keep sitting. Because in the beginning you have to unclutter your heart, let all the thoughts come out. In the beginning you have to let this Allah Allah enter your heart. It's a process. It's just a few weeks, you'll have to go through it. Then you will get your first breakthrough in zikr. What does that mean? Then for one minute you will say yes. One minute actually worked. What does it mean it worked? I actually did become unaware of everything in the world and everything about me and the only thing I was aware of was the zikr of Allah, Allah. Then you keep doing it, then it may happen for two minutes, then you keep doing it, then it may happen for three minutes, and you keep doing it, then you'll have now developed an ability that you can remember Allah in your heart. Then that ability will spill over into your salah, namaz, into your tilawah to Quran, your dua, then it can spill over to your whole life. Your whole life you can be remembering Allah. All day and all night your heart will be remembering Allah. So this is called muraqabah. This is called muraqabah. The last thing you can do to become a zakirat is a few zikrs of the tongue. Recitation of Quran. If you can recite one juz, one para a day, wonderful. Otherwise half a juz, half a para. If you can't even do that, recite something. Hundred times istighfar, astaghfirullah, halambim, min kulli halambim, wa atubu and hundred times the retreat of Allahumma sallallahu ala sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ali sayyidina Muhammad wa barakatuh. That's it. If you do these eight things, seven things, this will help you to be from the zakirat. Number one, put the zikr back in your salah and your namaz. Number two, make masnoon duas with feeling. Number three, wakufa kalbi means remember Allah on your heart all the time. No matter what you do Number four Do muraqaba Sit down for 15-20 minutes a day Once a day Twice a day Try to forget everything in the world And only remember Allah By making zikr of his ism azam Ism zat Allah Allah Fifth Make hundred Fifth Recite Quran Sixth Make istighfar And seventh Recite Dirud Shreef Salawat On the Prophet Sallallahu Hundred times a day Allahumma salli ala sayyidina Muhammad Wa ala ala sayyidina Muhammad Wa barik these seven things combined will at most take you an hour a day. One hour a day, you can become zakirat. There's no, if you tell a girl one hour a day, she can't even finish first grade. If you tell a woman one hour a day, she can't become an alma. If you tell one hour a day, you know one hour a day, you can't get all your housework done. So it's, it's, this is what it means, it's easy. You just have to in total give one hour a day. You can split it up. And you will be able to do your muraqabah, Qur'an, istighfar, dhrud shreef, and the rest of the 23 hours in the back of your heart, you remember Allah Ta'ala all the time. Insha'Allah, by following this method of our mashayikh, you can also become zakirat, and you can get the itminan and barakah that is there in this zikr, that you'll enjoy being mu'minah, you will enjoy the deen, your life will become easier, you'll have more barakat and blessing in your life, and you'll have itminan in your kalb. May Allah Ta'ala accept this niyat from us, may He make each and every one of us from the zakirin and zakirat. وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين